Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we are helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can check us out online at mynsc.org. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout your week. And now, check out this week's sermon. Hey, good morning and welcome to church, everybody. I am so excited that you decided to join us online. And I just want to let you know that we love you and we're praying for you. And we can't wait until the day that we get to be all together in one uh, underneath one roof. And, and if you don't know much about me, you know I'm not a really big hugger. As a matter of fact, hugging a brick wall would probably feel more comfortable than hugging me. And, and uh, But man, I'm telling you, the day that we meet, the day that we have church again, I'm going to be hugging everybody. I'm going to be like, bring it in. Like, let's just bring it in. I'm hugging everybody. If you have breath in your lungs, I am going to be hugging and coming after you. <laughs> but hey, man, I am excited about Today, I'm excited to bring God's word to you. We are starting a three-week series today called Living Courageously. But before we begin, let's, let's take a moment and pray. God, I just thank you for this day, Lord. God, today is the day that you have made. And God, I and we will rejoice and be glad in it. God, I pray that your word would fall on good soil. That God, that you would open up the hearts and the minds of every person that is listening today. And that, God, that you would speak to us, God, through your Holy Spirit, Lord. God, I pray that you would anoint me to, to bring forth your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So let me ask you a question. What do you think of when you hear the word courage? Like, what different things come to your mind when you hear the word courage? The definition of courage is the ability to do something that frightens you. Courage is doing something that frightens you. It is facing fear, face on, and saying, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to move forward, even if I am afraid. Courage says, I will not stand still. I will continue to move. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been asked to do, do something that you just felt like you felt unqualified for, like you just felt like you weren't smart enough or didn't have enough um, knowledge to do that. Well, growing up, my dad was the mechanic in our house. And, and so anytime we had a problem with our car, we would just take it to our dad, uh, our dad and say, hey, hey, dad, uh, the, the, the car door just fell off. Or, hey, dad, the brakes are making a noise. I barely got to stop when I came here. Or, you know, just the, the motor's knocking, something smoking, whatever. If it had to do with the car, we would just take it to my dad and say, hey, hey, dad, will you fix this? And, and he always did. And, and whether it was uh, a professional job or not, uh, that's debatable, but he, he got it fixed. And, and so my dad has now passed away. And, you know, one thing I regret is not, not gaining that wisdom that he had with, with working on vehicles. If you know anything about me, I'm not a very mechanically inclined person. And, and um, so when we were living in Kansas, somebody gave me a car. They donated a, a car to me and, and uh, it needed an alternator. And the guy that I usually called on, he, he was pretty booked up. And, and so um, I really wanted to drive this car. I needed to drive this car. And uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. And so I armed myself with YouTube and some tools. And I went out there 
and, and I just, I started working on this alternator and I had no idea really what I was doing. And, uh, yet I was able to put that alternator on and I was able to, um, fix it and it's still driving today. So hooray for me. Right. And so anyway, have you ever been there? Like you were asked to do something and you just didn't feel qualified. You didn't feel like you had it in you to be able to do it. And the reason that I was afraid was that I was afraid I was going to fail. I was afraid that I was going to look dumb in front of my wife and my kids. And, you know, a man is supposed to be able to fix stuff. But this man, when God, when God was giving out gifts and talents, he skipped me when it came to fixing things. Okay. He was like, move, moving on, move, moving on. And, and so, but I was afraid of failure. And, and how many times have we allowed fear of failure to keep us from moving forward in the future? Maybe for you, it's failure too, or maybe it's the fear of not being smart enough. Maybe it's the fear of not having enough experience. Maybe it's the fear of what others might think. These fears can hold you back from fulfilling the purpose that God has for you. And this is where we find a guy named Joshua. He's about to be asked by God to do something that Moses was supposed to do, but Moses wasn't able to do. Um, and then it's found in Joshua 1, 1, 2. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. Moses is now dead and the loss was felt by everyone. If you've ever felt, if you've ever lost somebody, you know the sting of death. You, you, you know the feeling of loss. And so here's Joshua and, and here's the entire Israelite, uh, community. And they all have just lost their leader. He, he is now gone. And, and here you have Joshua and God's tapping Joshua on the, on the shoulder saying, Hey, you're up, buddy. You're up to bat. I want you to lead the, Millions of people into the, the promised land. And, and so the question I have for you is, what does it look like to move in courage? What does it look like to have courage in the face of fear? And so if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. If you're not taking notes, I still want you to write this down. And the first thing is this, courage requires action. Courage requires action. And Joshua 1 6, this is God talking to Joshua. He said, Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. God told Joshua to get everyone ready because we're about to cross over. We're about to enter the promised land. God may not ask you to lead uh, Israelites out but he might ask you to do something else. He, he may ask you to do something that's hard. He, he may ask you to do something that you've never done before. He may ask you to restore a broken relationship. He might ask you to forgive someone. He may ask you to step outside of your comfort zone into the, the zone of unfamiliar territory. I, I don't know what God might ask you to do or what he's asking you to do, but here's what I know. Anytime that God asks us to do something, it brings fear. The fear of the unknown, the fear of, am I, am I, do I have what it takes? The, the fear of just 
what if, right? The what if. And, and, and this is probably what Joshua felt like. This is probably where Joshua is. And, and, and here's the thing. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is action and presence of fear. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is, act, it, it is action in the presence of fear. Courage possesses what you already have. Courage goes and takes what already belongs to you. You see, that land was already given to them. And God was asking Joshua, I just want you to go take possession of what I've already given you. So Joshua, be courageous. Be courageous. We all have fears of stepping out into the unknown, but we can't let these fears stop us. Choose to live in fear now, and you will live in regret later. Let me say that again. Choose to live in fear now, and you will live in regret later. There are, there are, there was a whole generation that was supposed to enter in the promised land. I mean, they were right there on the edge, like right there. I, I read a commentator say they were 11 miles away from entering in the promised land, but something kept them out of the promised land. You know what that was? Fear. They heard all these reports of giants and, 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 and all these different things, and they thought, oh, we can't go. We can't do that. And so what happened? Instead of them crossing over into the promised land, they became wanderers for 40 years. 40 years they just wandered around, aimlessly wandering when they were so close to the promise. And how many times, everybody, have we been so close to the promise, so close to the thing that we dreamed about, so close, but fear poked its head up, and we thought, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. I, 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 I don't know if I can take it. I don't, I don't know if I can head that away. Courage, everybody. Courage always requires action. Courage always requires you to step out by faith and move forward. Not only does courage require action, but write this down to take a note. Courage comes from God's word. Joshua 1, 7, 8 says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not, do not turn from it to, to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Meditate. God said, I want you to meditate on my word day and night. And the, and the word meditate just means to mutter. And, and, and the Jewish culture, they would, they would read the word out loud. They would read the word to themselves. They would talk about the word. They would tell other people about the word. Well, let me ask you a question. Have you ever noticed that we usually speak on what we're meditating on? Like, think about it. The very things that we meditate on are the things that we speak about. We speak words of doubt. We speak words of fear. We speak words of anxiety. We speak words of worry. Our mutters either, either become murmurs and complaints or they become worship, but they can't be both. 
You, we cannot mutter and we cannot meditate on fear and worry and anxiety and meditate on the word. We're either going to give in to that one or we're going to give in to that one. We can't give in to both. And so God says, I want you to meditate on the word. I want you to, I want you to speak it to yourself. I want you to speak it to the people around you. I want you to meditate on it. So I'm going to confess something to you. The other day, I, I, I had to turn off media. I, I, I just, I, I had it. Like just all the reports coming out and the comments and all that. I would be honest with you. I was getting angry and I, I, I just had it. I had enough with it. And I told Sherry, I, I laid down my phone. I said, I'm done. I'm, I'm just done. I can't keep doing it. I can't keep reading the reports. I can't keep reading people's comments. I'm just done. You know what I was doing, everybody? I was meditating on what the media had to say. And I wasn't meditating on what God was saying. So I had to turn the word the world off and turn the word on. I had to get disconnect myself from meditating on what the media was saying and meditate on what my heavenly father was saying. I had to turn off. I just had to get away from it. Matter of fact, in Psalm 77, 11 through 12, says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. What did he say? I will remember. God, I will remember everything you did in the past. I will remember the miracles. I will remember the many, many things, the many ways you provided for me. And I will consider, I will consider the present and how you're going to provide and how you're going to leave now. I, and I will meditate. Curse comes from seeing God's promises fulfilled. When you realize that God has never let you down, when you realize that God has always been there, when you realize that God has always provided, you don't have any other choice but to be courageous. Why? Because he's never let you down before. Why would he begin today? Why would he start Today, that is not God. That is absolutely not the character of God. Courage lies in God's promises, not God's explanations. Well, let me say it again. Courage lies in God's promises, not God's explanations. You see, guys, we, we have to just stand on this word. Even when we don't get the explanation, even when we don't get the why, even when we don't fully understand, we have to trust God's promises and not wait for his explanation. Because I'm here to tell you, there are many things that God doesn't explain. How many times was Jesus asked a question and Jesus moved on? He never answered that. How many times did Job ask God why and God never revealed to Job why? We got to stand. We have to, we have to wait. We have to wait on the promise of God. We have to stand on the promise of God and not on God, God's explanations. God's word gives us strength and courage to overcome our fears. His word sustains us in times of doubt and despair. His word gives us wisdom and guidance to make good decisions. His word empowers us in the midst of uncertain Future, curse comes from God's word. And if you're taking off, write the clap down. Curse comes from God's presence. 
Joshua 1 5 says, No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. What did God say? What was the promise to Joshua? He said, I will be with you as I was with Moses. Now, now, if you don't know the, the story of, of this and, and how God was with Moses, it won't make sense to you. But when you realize that, that Joshua was with Moses, when God did all the miraculous things like crossing the Red Sea, you know, just all these different, you know, manna coming down and, and God supernaturally providing them with food and, and their clothes didn't wear out and their shoes didn't wear out and all of these miraculous things. When, when jo- uh, Joshua heard God say, hey, I'm going to be with you like I was with Moses, Joshua knew what he meant. And here's what he meant. Exodus 33:11 says, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses, was, then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Again, who was watching? Who was watching Moses go have these incredible conversations with God? Joshua. Joshua was front and center, had a, had a front row to the relationship that Moses had with God. And so when God said, I will be with you as I was with Moses, he was saying, I will be as close to you as a friend. I will talk to you as a man talks to another. Joshua, I will be right beside you and you have nothing to be afraid of. And look, we're, we're, of course, on the other side of, of, of the cross and the resurrection and the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So that gives us a promise that, listen, wherever we are, God is. Wherever we go, God goes. Because the Spirit of God lives inside of us, there is never a time that we are not in the presence of God. There's never a time where God just says, I'm done with you, and he walks away. That is the promise that we have. Courage comes from God's presence. Isaiah 43, 2 says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. No matter what is going on around us, we could have fires around us. We could have floods around us. and We could have all these things. The whole world could be falling down around us. So what does God say? I will be in there with you. I will walk with you. I will, I will put my presence right beside you. You will know that I am there. No matter what is going on, we can have courage because we know who is in us. We can have courage because we know who is walking with us and he does not leave us in the fire, but he gets, he gets in the fire with us. So what does it mean? What does it mean that, 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 that God's presence is with us? God is for us. It means that God is for us. Romans 8, 31 says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who or what can be against us? 
What problem is too big for God? What enemy is stronger than God? Who's going to take you out of the out of standing with God? Who's going to who's going to be able to take God you out of God's presence? Nobody, nobody. God is for us. God gave you His best when He gave you Jesus. Why would He not give you His best? Again, why would he stop giving you his best now? God is for you. The other thing is God defends us. Romans 8, 33, 34 says, who will bring any charge against those who God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and also interceding for us. Who will bring any charges against us that God don't already know and God hasn't already justified? Nobody. Who, who, who is going to bring anything up to God that he doesn't already know? Right? And, 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 and so the, he defends us. He, he goes... He, he goes to bat for us. He stands with us and he defends us in front of the accusations that the enemy may bring against us or that people may bring against us. He defends us, everybody. The other one is this, God helps us. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6 says, keep your eyes or keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Listen, the harder the trial, the closer God moves to us. God is our helper. That's one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit, to help us. To, to help us through things, to, to give us the word to speak and, and, and to lead us into the path of, of righteousness. And I believe that God was telling Joshua, don't let the fears of the past generation keep you, keep your, keep you from dreaming about the promised land. Don't let the fears of the past generation keep you from experiencing the, the promise of the future that I have for you. God would say, those giants aren't bigger than me. Those walls aren't stronger than me. And you may, you may feel outnumbered, but you have the math wrong. My math is different than your math. If God is with you, then who can stand against you today, church? No one. Nothing can come against you. Because greater is he, than he, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So I want to close by asking you a question. What is holding you back today? What, what thing are you afraid of that seems so big to do? Where do you need courage today? What is God asking you to do? And, and you just need the courage to do it. Or what do you know you need to do? And you just need the courage to do it. We can be strong and courageous today as Joshua was back then. Listen, Joshua didn't know the outcome, and we may not know the outcome, but we can do the exact same thing Joshua did. You know what he did? He trusted. He trusted God with the outcome. And look, we don't know what the outcome is on a lot of things, but you know what we need to do? We need to step up, stand up in courage, 
and trust God with the outcome. It, it, it belongs to him. It's his, it's his to worry about, not ours. And, and, and so let me ask you, let me close with this. If you need courage today, just right where you are, just, just lift up your hand. If you need courage right now, and I know it might be weird because you might be in your living room, you might be with your family, or you, you might even be by yourself, whatever, but, but just lift up your hands and, and just tell God, God, I need courage. God, I'm worried. God, I'm fearful. God, I have all this anxiety. God, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I, I just need courage. In fact, you just, just raise your hands to God. God, I pray for each and every person that has their hands physically raised or they have it raised in their heart. And God, I pray that you would give them courage. That God, that you would just give them the courage that God, you told Joshua, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. God, I pray that you would give each and every person, God, courage. That you would strengthen them in you. And that you would give them the courage that comes from you, that comes from your power, that comes from your Holy Spirit. God, right now, I pray that they would start to feel the courage, God, and they would they would step out by courage, Lord, and, and, and they would meditate on your word. And, and that, God, that they would walk in your presence. They would walk in your presence. If you um, don't have a relationship with Jesus, I, I just want you to pray this prayer with me. And, and, and maybe you want this courage and maybe you want these promises, but listen, you have to have a relationship with Jesus first. And so if you want to start a relationship with, with Jesus, then just pray this, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, be my savior and my king today. Give me courage to live for you today encouraged to live for you forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, everybody. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life, and we would love to continue on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org connect. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week.